0: Hello and welcome to the latest rendition of the podcast series from Missoula Broadcasting Company in association with the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. I'm Coulter Nuanez. The Big Sky DocFest is back here in Missoula for the 19th year. Great to have everybody back in person at Missoula Broadcasting Company from the Trail 103.3 FM to ESPN 1029 FM to the U1045 FM. We will have a variety of... Of podcasts featuring various filmmakers, directors, producers, cinematographers, and documentary subjects throughout the next two weeks here in the heart of February. So stay tuned and please subscribe to the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival podcast feed on any and all of your podcast hosting platforms. Myself, Robert Chase from The Trail 1033, Mike Smith from The Trail will also be conducting interviews throughout the next two weeks. So please enjoy each and every one of the behind-the-scenes interviews about each of these awesome documentary films. Zul Broadcasting Company, proud to be a presenting sponsor and podcast partner of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival back in the Garden City for its 19th year in a row. Please enjoy the latest podcast discussing the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Now in studio we have with us... Tommy Haynes, Andrew Sherburn, and Ben Handler, all three filmmakers from the now recently released Hockeyland. This thing debuted yesterday here at the Big Sky Doc Fest, and you can now find it online. You can stream it uh, on all your various platforms. Uh, Just go to the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival website. You can find links to all that. So we'll, we'll start with the most obvious question, Tommy, the film actually was played on a movie screen yesterday. Anybody that's done anything creative, when you have something that you love so much, you invest so much time in, it's a surreal experience when you get to share it with others. But what was it like for you?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. We played in the Wilma Theater in this old historic place, 800 seats. Yeah. Have an audience there. And uh, we weren't quite sure what the reception was going to be in Montana, what's the hockey culture like sure. here. Sure. Tons of hockey folks came out, tons of film festival folks came out, and it was, yeah, it was an amazing reception and couldn't be happier.
0: Well, just take us through sort of the origin story of this thing. You know, when did you guys first start thinking about making a documentary about Hockeyland? What did you want it to be about, and then how did that sort of evolve into what it became about Because sometimes those two things Aren't the same
1: Yeah for sure and, Well I grew up watching uh, Films like Hoop Dreams And you know Seeing films like that That were very immersive Into the, the culture Of like basketball In Chicago uh, And I grew up In northern Minnesota And that's where uh, Hockey's life uh, Very much like the Chicago scene for basketball So you know Ever since I started Making films back 15 years ago I, was, I wanted to do a film Like this um, And so we went Looking for schools In that in that area Like what was going to be The best story That was going to happen We found this small town called Eveleth there, and we went into the locker room the first day, and you could just tell it was just electric in the locker room, moppy hairs, kids are swearing and yelling at each other, and just so excited to play hockey, and we're like, this is the story, we gotta
0: go. Well, Andrew, tell, tell us a little bit more about that part, because people that um, know hockey, it's so interesting, because North, University of North Dakota, which is one of the great dynasties in all of college sports, their hockey program is second to none. They joined the Big Sky Conference. They subsequently left the Big Sky Conference. But I guess she has to go to Grand Forks for football and basketball games several times, but made sure to go to a hockey game, made sure to go tour the arena. I mean, there's banner upon banner upon banner. But you look at the roster, and nobody's from anywhere besides North Dakota, Minnesota, and Canada, right? It's just so amazing how many awesome hockey players come from that neck of the woods. So, two part question. When you were first sort of researching the background of what you wanted this to be about, how important is sort of that state of place and and just the the way that hockey dominates just uh sort of the culture in that part of the world and and why why is hockey so prominent where you guys are all from minnesota right so where why is it so pro- popular why is it such a way of life
2: well you ca- you probably understand it here in in montana too i mean sure. when you're in the depth of winter you right. got to find something to like keep your motor running right Right. so up there that it's hockey and it has been for almost 100 years um and and hockey land maybe is not entirely confined to like one geographic state, right? It bleeds over into North Dakota, a little bit into Wisconsin, but Minnesota has more NHL players than any other state. Uh, There's never been a U.S. gold medal hockey team without a player from Eveleth, Minnesota on it. That's (laughs) That's a town of 5,000 people. That's crazy. So, I mean, hockey is life. It's the glue that holds these communities together. And not only that, but they are, you know, raising the best hockey players in, in the United States in that part of the country.
0: And Ben, you're the cinematographer, one of the cinematographers for this movie. So uh, what was that experience like, particularly because I'm sure you're very familiar with hockey, but it's such an, a fast-paced sport, right? I mean, I, think, I actually think, and this was reemphasized to me with the return of Grizz Hockey to this community and going to hockey almost every weekend this last winter, hockey is actually the least translatable sport to television, I think, of any sport, because you, you can't see half of what's going on in a hockey game if you're following the puck, right? You don't see the line changes. You don't see the stuff. But did, what were the, some of the challenges for you uh, in filming this? Because I'm sure sort of that fast-paced nature, it makes it tough to sort of capture the human element while also getting the great action shot.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, for the record, I'm the one guy who's actually from Iowa. Oh, there you go. So okay, I, okay. I had to learn learn the game <laughs> as I was shooting. And so, okay. Okay. You learn quickly that, you know, ultimately we do want to capture the goals and the hits and stuff, but it's also, it's about our protagonists. It's about the sure. guys in the film. It's about Coach. And we have them mic'd up for these games, so we know what's going on. We know what they're going to do because we can hear them. And so I think, yeah, it's just following uh, as closely as we can. Like, what are these guys doing? And, yeah, trying to get the best action of the game. But it's hard. Hockey's really fast. So um, we learned a lot shooting, and I think we got better at it as it went on.
0: Nuwana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks for joining us here on a Monday. Tommy Haynes, Andrew Sherburn, and Ben Handler, all three integral parts of the production and now debut of Hockey Land here at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival in Missoula. And Tommy, do we don't want to have much of a spoiler alert for this, but I always ask all of the filmmakers this question, and I'll ask each of the two of you guys after this as well. What is sort of the, the main thesis of this movie or the main point? What, what do you hope that people gain from it when they watch it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something we we're looking at going in, like you know, what, what do we want the audience to take from this? Um, and, and hopefully this film can speak to more than just hockey fans. It's, I, think it's, I really do truly think it's a great sports film. Uh, it connects with the, you know, our four main guys, our four protagonists, and kind of the hopes and dreams of those guys. And I think most people that, that play sports have those aspirations of playing at a greater level, whether it's Olympics or pro or whatever that is. And so hopefully by the end of the film, you're rooting for these guys, but also not just a, not as hockey players, but just as, you know, as humans, and there's a lot of films that that, that i think need to be told now about you know how we're raising our kids kind of with the uh, all the adversity they're going through now um with mental health and and everything that's happening to them hopefully this film kind of sheds a light on that and say like yeah yeah we hope these these boys we're raising now
0: uh, turn into good men and and andrew the um there is a parallel because you mentioned sort of the parallel between cabin fever that exists in these cold weather climates and uh, I'm actually... This is a teaser for later. I won't waste too much time explaining this whole thing. But I'm actually diving into a project, writing a book this upcoming summer. And it's going to be about the dynamic of the phenomenon of football in the state of Montana. But also that t- almost to a man, every guy that ever grew up in Montana that went on then to play in the National Football League is not from Missoula or Billings or Bozeman. These towns we consider like the big towns in Montana... They're from the nowhere towns. They're from the 2,000-person town, the 500-person town. I mean, there's as many guys that played eight-man football in high school that went to the NFL from Montana as there is from Billings, which is, you know, close to a quarter million people in the Metroplex now. So uh, it's a fascinating dynamic. It seems like there's a similar dynamic here, though, as well. So uh, is that part of this sort of the storytelling of this film?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a certain sense of place that that exists in this film, and it, I'm actually I'm the big city guy. I'm, I grew up in the Twin Cities, and uh-huh. yeah, and and I can't skate like these guys can. Sure, skate, right. I mean, hockey up north is just a completely different thing, and the passion that exists in these communities and the resources they have. I mean, they've got public rinks in all these towns that where there's you know just a handful of people, so there's plenty of ice time. There's plenty of passionate adults that can be mentors and coaches, and and the leaders in these communities that pass it on from generation to generation and then there's a group of kids that this is the bond that they formed and that they carry it through from when they're really little until they get to that senior year
0: and most of these protagonists these are guys that are in the NHL currently right or at least uh, had an opportunity to be. Well, so so this is uh these are two high school
2: teams and sure. so it's it's a senior year and so now uh you know this was 2 years ago. Sure. And so now okay, we've okay. got a couple of guys right. uh, there's uh, just a
0: couple subjects in the film that they yeah. also went on to play pro hockey, well, right? So
2: one of uh, one of the the players is drafted by the Canadians sure. and so he's a you know hopefully a future NHL prospect and we got some guys going to college that certainly still have a chance to to go play at a higher level. So yeah, I mean there's incredible talent up there.
0: For yeah. sure. Well, Ben uh, Oftentimes the guy behind the camera, the guy that's on the other side of the lens, sees a lot of stuff first and more prevalently than anybody else involved in the film. So is there anything you saw that surprised you or that you learned from from this that maybe you didn't expect to learn when you started filming this movie? Uh,
3: um, I mean, I guess we spent a lot of time with, you know, 18-year-old kids. Sure. And um, I don't know. In a lot of ways, it would be what you'd expect, like these kids— they're they're dealing with a lot, right? But they spend a lot of time on their phones, you know, but also they're trying to navigate like a really tough time, I guess, to be a kid. And I mean, I, I guess I learned I'm 32. I learned maybe there's a bigger gulf between me at 32 than what oh, it was like sure. to be 18. You know, oh, for I, sure. I felt distance from them, but I still felt like I understood what they were going through. But hopefully we convey what it's like to be 18. And, you know, I don't want to be 18 again, but <laughs> I got to
0: experience it a little bit. For sure. Well, this this is my new theory on life generations used to be considered like 25 years apart. No, it's a new generation like every three to five years. This depends on when this piece of technology hit your life. When did you become available to text somebody at all the time? What did that happen to you? How old were you, right? When did you get Facebook? Things like that. So it is fascinating sort of analyzing kids in this day and, day and age though, right? What was it like just from uh, sort of listening to them speak and tell their stories? Because. I think that one of the things about my job that has improved so much is kids now are way less irreverent and way more articulate when you talk about them speaking. I mean, I'm so impressed with the high school kids that we have on the show all the time. Did you sort of experience that with these guys when you were uh, going through it and and, uh, learning from some of the younger guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, our main guy, Elliot, Ben Orsdale, he's just, uh, it was it was shocking how mature he was on right. camera. And the, the things coming out of his mouth, I couldn't believe it half the time. It's like, so articulate. And, and then, you know, Blake Biondi, the, he's our big Montreal Canadiens draft pick. And, uh, you know, he's he's been interviewed by a local press, you know, since the kid was 14. So he was already kind of versed in, like, having media around and cameras around. So, yeah, it was it was very surprising for us to have these guys just so well-spoken.
0: Here's what we're going to do. We're kind of up against this. We're going to take one more break, maybe have a little bit of time for a further discussion. So I'll keep it right here. Several men from Hockey Land here in studio. is now ESPN Radio. More Big Sky Doc Fest coming at you. Guys, we only have about two minutes left. But uh, first, Tommy, tell people, even though this film debuted at the WOMO yesterday, still plenty of opportunity for people to watch this, but they got to do it now, right? Just a couple days left for the stream.
1: Yep, yep. Big Sky's got, uh, on their website, just go to Big Sky, uh, and and it'll play for the next four days. But we're then, we're out, and we're not coming back until September. So this is your kind of chance in Montana to watch watch the film. So, yeah, hopefully people check the feed, and uh, I think it's a great film. I'm really proud of what it's become. And uh, I think with this budding hockey population here in Montana,
2: I think they're going to dig it.
0: Totally. Anything else to add? Is this as far as what you hope people get from this Or why you think they should watch it
2: well, I mean, if if you're not playing hockey, it sounds like it's hard to get ice time over your right. ice <laughs> yeah, rink. So right. uh, if you got to get your fix, you should uh, obviously you know get some hockey at home. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe
0: guys should stream it down there. Everybody there waiting for the ice. Yeah, in the
2: warming room over there. Yeah. The shack. Yeah.
0: That'd be fun. Uh, so again, if you want to go to the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival website, it's an awesome website. You can find all the different films, schedules, trailers, all that stuff. But you can also get signed up for a login. You can get the virtual pass. You can stream all this stuff anytime until the virtual theater closes. So like they said, just four days left here. So go ahead and go over there and do all that. Ben, anything last uh, last thing to add here in the last minute here?
3: Oh, I think they covered it pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, good. Well, good. well, I appreciate you guys coming in again, Hockey land debuted yesterday at uh, the Wilma and uh, you'll be you got four days left to watch it. Go check it out because I think there's a, some very interesting parallels to both the burgeoning hockey culture here in in Missoula and in Montana but also some parallels from small towns and sort of the the sense of place and the point of origin for our athletes and sort of the the coming-of-age ceremony that sports can be. Guys, this was awesome. Thanks so much for being in here.